Get around people that are doing better than you. Don't be a jealousy factor. Ask them how. You can't see it. You can't touch it, but you believe it. And so you know that if you keep behaving in a certain way, you will ultimately be rewarded, whatever that means for you. The self-doubt is real, but you can get through it. This stuff goes on and it's a giant distraction. Why would you want to go to an environment that is full of people not doing what you're trying to do in life? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Going to be going solo for a few till Craig joins us, but they say you are the five people you hang around most, right? And it's interesting. Everybody knows that. Everybody hears that. And yet, you still hang around the same people that are not on the direction you want to go to or where you want to be. And so we're going to be talking about environment today. Top 10. We're going to give you 10. We're going to try to cover all 10. 10 things that changing your environment is going to do for you. I mean, the reality is if you want to get places in life, whatever that is you strive to be, most of you are insurance advisors, healthcare advisors, or what have you, and you're looking to close more sales and market and grow your book of business so you can get what? You can get a better life, whether it be with your kids. You could buy things, buy the new house, buy the new watch, buy the new car, whatever it is, right? And so what I've noticed about myself and many things is, I've moved around a lot in the past couple of years. And so I moved recently in August specifically because of the environment that I was in. And that environment was not a good one. And that environment went, made me go downhill instead of uphill where I was trying to go in life. And we're going to cover some of the things that the environment is going to have a dramatic effect on you. And so Craig, Craig's here. My man. Showing up. Hey. <laughs> I thought you were going to be late, late, but. Like uh, you chronologically know, challenged, brother. Yeah. Here we go. So welcome to the show. Those watching, let us know if you're watching live. Go ahead and put in chat where you're watching it from. Let us know if you got any ideas on what changing your environment can do for you, which is interesting. We're going to do a whole show on ChatGBT. Mm. But those that are looking to do a podcast, looking to do marketing, I'm going to tell you once again, I literally wrote in ChatGBT, what's up from Ohio, wherever that is, can't see your name, but I literally said, Craig, write me uh, a podcast talking points on how changing your environment can make you rich, and it gave me, boom, 10 talking points, 10 different reasons why, and then explained each reason, which, you know... If me and you thought of them, these would all probably be them. And we, but in 10 seconds. Okay. So yeah. those that are marketing, writing emails, don't tell me now you can't think of what to do yeah. or what to write. Cause you literally, this thing is unbelievable. Anyhow. What do, yeah. What do we send somebody? Anything you want. Somebody. What is the number one thing that you could send a gift as a, to a CFO or a business owner in Ohio? Uh, that is a manufacturing firm or went yeah. to this school. Who knows? I mean, <laughs> who knows what this thing can do? Yeah. Uh, utilize it. It's not the end all be all. I don't think it's replacing us. 
I mean, Margo, we're talking before, and it's like, well, you're still going to tweak this stuff. You're still going to make make it more lively, but this gives you a start and a go uh, to get where you need to go. Because if you're like me, you're not a good writer. Sometimes you're not very creative. But let's get right into it. Show sponsor, Virtue Health. Check us out, virtualalliance.com. Those that don't know, Group Purchase and Consortium, best performing one in the country. Put it up against anybody. If you're buying, if you're taking your group self-funded, transitioning them, whether you have traditional group self-funded, give us a call. We're going to teach you how to do it the right way with the right solutions that manage claims. And you're going to be in a pool with everybody that does that. Because the question is, Craig, why would you join a club? And that's environment, right? Talk about environment. Why would you want to go to an environment that is full of people not doing what you're trying to do in life, okay? What is that going to do? That's going to bring you down. It's not going to get you to your goal. But if you went to a country club, let's say, and everybody's an insurance business owner, tracing business, well, it's likely that environment's going to be good for you. you. Guys are going to grow together. So the same thing goes with your clients. Is why would you put your client in a pool, okay, a reinsurance pool where nobody plays by the same rules as you? They're using carrier PBMs, carrier TPAs, all corrupt partners in the in the plan stealing from the claims. And you're subsidizing it. If you're doing what the right thing is for your clients, you're subsidizing them. Okay. You don't realize that you buy traditional stop loss. You're in their pool, right? Their block of business pool, that carrier pool. Same thing we're going to be talking about today. Got my little pitch in there. I don't know where it was going. Preach it, Johnny. Preach it. Preach it, baby. I mean, it's so easy. It's so simple. But look, environment. I think the easiest one we could start with is a fresh start, right? Craig, I said environment change i know because i moved around a lot hell for those that don't know i moved to california in january 2019 i didn't move there i literally got a place there because i wanted to be around craig my mentor to learn more to be around him because i knew if i was in his environment i would be more motivated be more excited i would learn more and progress more in life how'd that work out for you brother worked out pretty good (laughs) who <laughs> worked out pretty good. And and I only planned on staying there, you know, a week every two months I was going to go back. But I ended up staying there so much because I enjoyed it and I changed my environment. Here's a person, because you may be listening, thinking, I can't change my environment, John. I was a guy that thought, well, you can't go on vacation, right, Greg? <laughs> yeah, and here yeah. I was, I picked up, moved across the country and was living across the country. And I didn't take a vacation in seven years. So hey, if, let me interject. If you don't think you can take a vacation, go to Thailand like John did, and then you'll learn you can take a vacation. <laughs> oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. so a fresh start, right? And I, I'll relay into this. As you guys know, we relay a lot of things to what we do or guys we talk throughout the, the week in the show is, is Vegas was not a good environment for me. We go into those reasons why, but I think for most of you, we can start with a fresh start. Changing your environment can give you a fresh start. It feels new. You Everything becomes new. People you're around are new. And that's sometimes what you need to break out of the funk. If you're in a funk right now and your block of business is dwindling and you can't find the motivation, guess what? I know. I've been there. Craig's been there. Craig's taken off probably more years than he can count at times. Still did well. But if you're in that position, you can change your environment or get around the right people and do things. And I don't mean... Right, Craig. I don't mean you got to. You ain't got to move to Vegas or California or, or Florida. What do you need to do? Right, change some of the people that are around you. Right, M- mindset. How does it affect your mindset if you change your environment? 
Well, the people that you're around, the places, the things that you're around impact your beliefs and your value system, right? I want to be around. I was talking to Craig, talking to my father. I want to leave the complex I'm in. I love the complex here. Okay. Love Fort Lauderdale. I love where I'm at. And people go, why would you stay? You're happy. You're comfortable. Well, I don't think that this place has extreme overachievers. There are some, but not a ton. And I said, if I go to a place that's $7,000 a month for rent, my dad said, you're crazy. Why would you spend that? I said, because <laughs> if I, if, if the cheapest person, cheapest rent is seven grand, do you know what kind of people are going to be in that building? These guys are going to be players. They're going to be go-getters. They're going to be going after things. They're going to know more things in life. Every time I've changed my environment, which we'll get into today, it's made me money. It, it's paid for the whole place I lived in. I don't know if my buddy TJ's listening, but you talk about changing your environment. And again, Craig, I can cover so yeah, many. Yeah, right? I mean, you got to have so changing your environment. That's great. And see, the difference what you learned over time, John, was what's called the the law of positive self expectancy, right? So by Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich, or Think and Grow Rich Today, the sequel, which I wrote a chapter in, just saying, 10 years ago. Um, yeah, the law of positive self-expectancy, not everybody's cut out for it, but you can learn to, right? So it's like it, it, it's like uh, having faith, right? You can't see it, you can't touch it, but you believe it. And so you know that if you keep behaving in a certain way, right? Living an honest, faithful life, being a good person, that you believe and you have faith that you will ultimately be rewarded, whatever that means for you. And in the same way, you have to know that even though you don't see the financial results tomorrow, not fast enough, uh, this afternoon, <laughs> you've got to have realistic expectations and you have to know, you have to have faith, you have to have belief in yourself. You have to have positive self-expectancy that if I do this, this, and this, no matter what happens, success is inevitable. And the problem for most people is they quit too soon. Short game versus long game. We talk about it all the time. Yep. I, I just got off the phone. Shout out to Paul Pruitt with Sharks. Uh, great businessman. Plays the long game. He always does the right thing with me. With everybody, he doesn't want to make. He doesn't need to make. If he's got to give a buck up now to make two later, he will. Most people won't give up the buck now to make two later. Big problem. Why he's done a lot of success. Phenomenal organization. Hats off to him and the way he runs a company. Uh, but back to being in in the right environment, right? You can learn. Obviously, simple answer. What does that mean? Well, I run into gentlemen here in in my complex in the office space that share. Turns out. He has an 80 life company. He runs all operation for sales and it's a SaaS company. Anybody that knows SaaS software as a system, they run at insane margins where they don't even really make money and their, their turnover, their attrition is like 50 plus percent a year. And so they have to know how to generate customers and leads and systems and have it dialed into a T. Well, guess what? He's teaching me what they're doing. And guess what? Now I hired him to do it for our organization. Okay. So I meet a guy. He's now taught me how to grow my company. I live here for free, right? That's the way I look at it. It created an opportunity for me to meet somebody who knows a shit ton more than me. Okay. He's going to help me scale my company, teach me a bunch of things that I don't know. 
And uh, Craig, you think that'll pay dividends in the future? Oh, hell to the yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, so here's just one of the many life lessons you can get. So you take an adjacent industry, completely different than our industry, but there's lots of lessons to be learned. Like if you don't know what CAC is, well, you've never read about or worked for a SaaS company. And John and I have talked about it all the time. If you don't know reverse engineer, if you don't know the lifetime value of a customer, how do you know how much you can afford to spend on marketing? Invest in marketing. Well, SaaS lives on what's customer acquisition cost, the CAC, right? They have to know it because, like you said, the churn is unbelievable. You know, these people pay a, a, an MRR and an ARR, and then they, they quit. They desubscribe. And so, hey, there's lessons to be learned everywhere. You know, John's talking about the environment. Look, you know who the people are in your office. You go to lunch and it's just one bitch session after another. Oh, this guy did and this client and this and they wanted this and they got mad at me for that. And and it's just all this total downer. I call them, you know, they're they're like energy vampires. They just suck all the energy or your time even worse from you. And so you need to find people who are positive, who are having different experiences. And if that's just one person. That's who you hang around. You go, hey, can I buy you lunch? <laughs> can I buy you dinner? Can I buy you breakfast? And you go and you you pick their brains. You tell them that you know you respect the way they work and you'd like to go to school and learn. And so you just want to ask them questions. How hard is that? But stop sticking around. Don't hang around those those energy vampires because all they do is pull you down. And, yeah, I mean it. It it's and look, it's it's hard. Right. What Craig always says, comfort kills achievement. It's very comfortable when you're in a comfortable environment. It feels good. Everything is going good. Why do you want to push it? Why do you want to challenge yourself? That's what somebody's telling me right now in life. Oh, everything's good. This and that. Why do you want to change? And he's you old. Know, when I again, what? he's old. Yeah. And right. when when I first got here, I was hanging out with some friends here, and they want to go out and go on the boulevard and drinking, and you get sucked into that, and it's so much fun. And I realized, okay, maybe I can't hang around. Although I like these people. They're good. They're fun. But they're not going in the direction that I want to go. And they're not focused on the same things that I want to do. And they're pulling me away from my overall goal. That makes me happy. Because chasing the short-term dopamine doesn't. I've tried that. Vegas. The longer term makes me happy. And so I have to hang around people that are doing things that are more fit for my belief system, my value system, what I want out of my life, what brings you happiness, right? Think about what brings you happiness. Put yourself in that type of environment that brings you happiness. Uh, one of the things that I think is we're competitive people, right, Craig? We're salespeople. We live to compete. Whenever I get very competitive is when I get more motivated. It generates motivation mm -hmm. for me to work harder for me to figure things out, put in the extra hours, go the extra mile. And so motivation, right? If you get it through competition, if you're in a competitive environment, when you're sitting around the table, Craig, and you know, you drive the, you, the, you don't drive the nicest car, or you drive the shittiest car or have the smallest house or this or that, or make the least amount of money. It's a lot more motivating when you, than when you sit at a table and you have the most money. Okay. It's like senior year in high school. High school was super cool until I became a senior because you were the top dog. There was nobody to look up to. Hmm. I never understood it till later in life, but there was nobody to look up to. 
when you thought senior year was going to be the coolest because yeah. you were the oldest and you were the biggest and blah, blah, blah. Same things happens in businesses is, is get around people that are doing better than you. Don't be a je- jealousy factor. Ask them how. Yeah. Right. So, John, Again, let me ask you a question, right? Because you've been through this experience and, and brokers go through this experience. I think that they tell themselves because they don't know because who, who are their mentors? You know, probably nobody. Who do, who do they have to go to at the agency or the firm that they really know? Well, they probably don't have anybody or they talk themselves out of having the courage to ask these people who are strangers for help. So be it. So here's the deal. So, John, do you think that if you have a $400,000 book that you've got to work, if you just work twice as hard, you can make 800000 you can have an $800,000 book. Does it really require twice as much work to double your revenue? What do you think about that? No, absolutely not. What do you think the average broker thinks? It's probably, yeah. uh, no, I, I, I just, I don't know how I could even manage that. Right? In the same basis, if you have a million dollar book, do you have to work twice as hard to get a $2 million book? No. 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 And you need somebody who's been there to be able to explain that to you to shorten your learning curve. Well, That's what John only, and I are trying not, to do. It's not even the explaining. Sometimes it's the belief thing because we can't see it. You don't see it. You don't understand it. Being around yeah. you helped me understand the fact that you can have a retail book and not really do anything. And you can manage a million plus dollar retail well, let's, book. Let's clarify that just a little for the for the audience. You don't have to be involved on a daily basis to quote unquote manage a book of business. You can have staff do it so that you can focus on more valuable activities. That's it. But unless you learn how to delegate and train your staff to be you and to do things that you don't like doing, that you hate doing, or you shouldn't be doing, until you get to that point, you can't even get started. Yeah, and it's your job like at the end of the day, I remember one of my customers had an HR and owner and, and he was, um, she was, she was, you know, saying, where's John, John should be here. And he told me, he goes, he goes, I told, I told her, John said, I could be here. John's focused on, should be focused on growing a company. Dan's here. Dan handles this. He had to tell the HR person, the owner, like, no, John shouldn't be here and handling this stuff. He's in order. So that's a special customer there. Yeah. Well, you know, good Jersey Italian guys, one of my favorite customers. Unfortunately, they sold. He retired, but good, great customers while while it lasted for sure. But very smart guys. But the point of the story is, is it's your job to grow the company, succeed, right? To to help everybody else around you succeed. So not to order an ID card. Yeah, to 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 build out your staff and train them, which we hate to do. I know it's frustrating. I'm going through it. Now, as we're growing, finding more people, training them. But the key is now I get my people that work for me to train new people. That's their job. So I say, guess what? They're going to do all the stuff for you, but you have to train them and I'll pay for them. Here's How's that some gold. deal? Here's some gold for the brokers. How's the deal? It's a good Here's deal. Here's some gold for the brokers. One of the things that I did, and it was very, very successful, and anybody can do it. I had a right-hand assistant. I copied her on every email that I did for a couple of years before I got her licensed. She knew how I thought. She knew the words that I used. She knew that she knew my, you know, my kind of arguments to negotiate with the underwriter on a renewal, et cetera, et cetera. And so you can 
trained very passively by just CCing your right-hand person so that they get through the learning curve by just reading your emails. And over time, that stuff, it sticks. Yeah, I, I, I when I train, train people, I used to, I actually used to go to their desk, sit next to them, and I would direct them on how to do everything. So instead of them coming to the desk and watching them, I would make them do, I taught Dan, I just sit next to him, make him do everything and just tell him what to do. And so just get him in the flow and process of actually doing it. Yeah. And I would have them sit by me so, and everything was on speakerphone so they could hear everything I said, how I spoke, the lingo. And, and eventually they just, it's the same thing that I did. I used all the same language and terms. My old boss, when I first started in the business, what he used to say, I didn't know what the hell I was saying. Right. You just learn over time. But again, let's go back to environment. We're getting off cue here. Count competition, right? We talked about motivating competition opportunities. When you go and you go, John, where can I find this environment? I don't know. Maybe a country club. Where do other successful business owners, hang? where do business owners live and hang out? Where do people, these owners typically take the risk and eventually they have more money. So where do people spend money hang out? I don't know. Cigar lounges, golf courses. I was at a, a, a cigar lounge. Just so happened to be with a guy who pulled up in a Rolls Royce and he owned like 15 restaurants, one in Vegas and one of this mech plant recently. Right. You just walk into opportunities. Almost every place that I live, the place that I live in Morristown, um, just again, Somebody I met, just the environment that I was in, we wind up getting them as an account, and the account was worth $30,000 a year. So when I look back on it, Craig, my place in Morristown the last nine years is free. I've never paid yeah. it. I met them I met them at the complex, okay, at the mailbox. Oh, cool. yeah. Luckily, met them at the mailbox, but I put myself in the environment and bought a place there where there was a business owner, and then I got them as a client, okay? And, and that stuff just, yeah. it might sound crazy that... That happens. Uh, well, you know what? Tennis, horse riding. If you're into horses, there's actually a girl, friend of ours, going out tonight. She runs a whole horse farm. You want to see people with money. The horses, my sister rides them. Million-dollar horses. They compete. Those people got money coming out of their ears. So put yeah. yourself in these environments. You might step in shit. Another easy way. Look, if you, if you just have a hard time getting your brain around what John just said, Easy way to have the perception of authority, the position as the expert, be a speaker. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. If it makes you uncomfortable, get over it. Once you do it, depending on who you are, what kind of person you are, two, three, four times, it should be all it takes. And then you'll be like, oh, gosh, I don't know what I was worried about. This is no big deal. Be the speaker. Be the speaker at events where your buyers are at so they know. They paid somebody to be at some conference or some event where you're speaking. If you need practice and you're scared, well, my goodness, just go to some, you know, little itsy bitsy, uh, you know, uh, chamber of commerce. You know, there's only a handful of people at those silly things and practice on those. And then when you feel confident, then you come up with a way to get a, in a conversation, a conversation, the speaking gig at a conference. I mean, it's just that's so simple. I think it's uh, you know, it's not rocket science, but it takes it takes you some time to figure out and rethink. It, again, Nelson, it ain't nil. It it ain't rocket surgery. Yeah, <laughs> masterminds, right? I met Craig at a mastermind. 
business masterminds. You don't have to be in insurance. Hell, I joined. I went to the mastermind with this with this uh, gentleman that owns Seamless AI, Brandon Bornanson. Guy's thirty six year old billionaire. Okay, his company <laughs> billion dollar valuation. I don't know if he's billionaire, but like company's worth over a billion dollars. Okay, I came out of there motivated, tactics and strategies, new ideas, new creativity, a new network of people. I got people that I met there at the place. Other guys. I mean, the guy. The guy next, I probably I told the story. It's like, guys, like, yeah, last year, you know, we did 43 million. And, you know, during COVID, you know, things went bad because it went to 93 million. I mean, that was the guy I was sitting next to. You know, those are the people you meet at these events, change numbers, share ideas, um, and you have access to them and you get motivated and then you follow them and you see what they're doing. And then you get pissed off because you're not doing as good. And these little things create this environment that keeps the fire burning inside of you. Yeah. Um, and then the resources you have, resources are big. Having people to go to is big. Having the resource to pick up the phone and ask somebody else that has a multi-million dollar or billion dollar company, uh, a question is invaluable. Okay. And if you can pay $20,000 to get access to that person for the year, it's worth its weight in gold way I got access to Craig was I paid 10 grand to go to his event in La Jolla. You think I got my money's worth, Craig? Yeah. Yeah. I'd yeah. say, you know, and people, you, you get people's attention just because you spend money. Yeah. It wasn't a good ROI. I actually, it is a good ROI on Craig for Craig now. Cause I did pay him back, but not everybody does. Right. That's another, it's another, story. Yeah, it's another conversation. Hey, and those that are listening, play the long game. Don't play the short game with these people that you work with. If you're getting resources, you're getting help from somebody, play the long game with them. Reciprocate at some point, right? They know more. They can continue to help you, okay? A lot of people, a lot yeah. of brokers play the short game. They pay, they'd pay. rather take the dollar now instead of $5 tomorrow, right? What would you rather, have a million dollars right now or have a penny that compounds every day for 30 days straight? All right, what's that number? I forget what the number is, but it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's so. ridiculous, right? So let me let me take a different angle on this whole thing of who you're hanging around. And I would tell you that you have to be careful in our industry because it's it's an I mean, if you just went back and looked at the last 20 years of you know, PWC or or uh Mercer, any of the you know, people who publish so many great colorful PDFs and you looked at, you know, uh, top employer concerns for employee benefits in 2000, 2001, and you do that all the way to 2023, what you're going to find is nearly every year. I mean, I've only been in this business 36 years. It's an echo chamber, you know, all the established status quo sources under the illusion of independent consulting, they all say the same stuff. And so, so what happens? Right. You, you get this industry that's that's full of squirrel. Right. It's full of shiny objects. And so a lot of people you'll hang around are in this endless pursuit. I've known guys for the last seven years and they go and they chase every shiny object. I mean, it's it, it's just an endless, you know, something. I don't know what it is if people just need to feel like, you know, they sound smart when they talk to a prospect. But the problem isn't sounding smart. The problem is not having enough prospects. And because most people don't do any marketing. But that aside, 
don't get stuck in this world where you just hang around people who are just getting smarter and smarter, but have nobody to tell it to, right? It's what somebody, my partner, Kevin says, it's like being a, a what was it, the, the, the most prolific lover on earth, right? But um, you don't know any women. And so you can know about, gosh, DPC and, and the seven hybrid RBPs and the various clinics and the 19 ways that PBMs screw the employer and the white bag specialty med and the offshore and the domestic and the international and, and, and bundled and their direct contracting. And I mean, it just goes on and on and on, but what are you doing to grow your business? And so, you know, you get, you hang around these people, everyone gets excited and it's, Oh my gosh, that's great. And and oh, did you see the latest, you know, diabetes and the latest sleep aid and the latest financing for people who can't afford their medical? I have a slide. They must have 20 companies. They're probably all less than a year old. And they help finance, they help employees finance their out-of-pocket from high deductibles and out-of-pocket that they can't afford. How absurd. Okay. But this stuff goes on and it's a giant distraction. So at the same time, you're working on this environment. Try not to get distracted with all these things that don't get you a new customer, that don't get you new appointments to get a new customer. Right, John? I mean, there's there's a universe of, you know, people chasing, you know, all these new ideas that every other broker has. Yeah, I think the game is simple. You go back to the you go back to the basics. It's not rocket science, right? Um, I mean, the conferences and stuff are fun, but. It, it you can go to them as long as you if you take an action if you're learning stuff there i don't know we try to do ours more less product more sales and marketing psychology yeah um and what do i but, tell them every time i see some of you guys taking a lot of notes what i would tell you is stop doing that listen and find one thing that you will implement when you leave here and that will make you money because that's what we talk about. Things that can make you money that can differentiate you. Just one thing. Yeah. I think we got them all on. I think we covered everything we want, but get yourself a network. Build, build a network of people. And it could be, they don't have, you know, we've done the Hunters Club and uh, on weekly calls of Virtue Produce and other guys going after it. And be friends with other guys that are marketing and chasing it. If you're hunt, If you're just, you know, you're farming, that's fine. Then do what you're going to do, but you know what's going to happen over the book over time. And then you get back in it when you're ready to get back in it. But if you're hunting, be around other hunters. Younger guys are hunting. Younger guys are trying the newer ideas. They're trying the new languages. They're having more success. Please, somebody asked me the other day, hey, who else in the group is closing business? And I, I said, let me think about it. And every one of them was younger guys because they're guy. all hungry or trying to grow a book. And they're less comfortable. And they're more motivated. And look. That comes with the youth, right? That you're going to be more motivated. It's just more natural that <laughs> you have to. It requires you to close business or you have no money. Okay. So <laughs> that's a but, great motivator. But I've always heard um, some of the older advisors, when they're around the younger guys or they're around some of the stuff that we've done, they say, I've never been more excited or motivated in my life. Right. I haven't been this excited in five years. And so that was just because they changed their environment and they got around other people that were chasing a goal that they wanted to chase, but they weren't motivated to chase anymore because they were comfortable, which is going to happen. I think it's hey, something that no, you're going to fight forever. 
how many dozens and dozens of brokers have we taught to charge a fee? And that just lit a fire under them. Yeah. Yeah. It, Case in and, point. and why we do the hunters, we were doing the hunters club calls, which we're going to restart soon is it, it puts you in a weekly environment, right? Most of us, if not all, all of our clients are independent advisors. You're, you're not around, you're not in an environment. That's the challenge. That's why the mastermind was good. You're not in an environment that regularly gets you motivated. You're not around your peers. You're not around competition. You're not around hearing good things. Uh, go back to Todd, Todd Hudson, one of our, our, our founding advisors in the program, still has all of his cases with us. He said, I've been doing the marketing for nine, or it was like seven months. And he goes, we haven't got nothing. But I know it's coming because I'm on the calls every week and I hear everybody else doing so. I know my time is coming. I know the pendulum's going to swing. And so just by being in that environment, kept his belief up, kept his faith up. And then later on, what do you think happens? The cases start to come because the pendulum swings. You're not going to be hot all year round. Okay. It's just, it's not always sales, not in our world, right? Unless people are spoon feeding you, uh, you know, cross selling clients or something out of it, yeah, you know, yeah. the agency, that's another world. But for the majority of us, you're cold calling, you're going in cold. There's going to be a lot of rejection. There's going to be a lot of swings. But if you get an environment where you can keep the belief up and the faith up specifically in this industry, you're going to do better. I'll, I'll leave. I'll end it with this. My uncle told me a long time ago in the insurance business, you know, finding a motivation to keep closing accounts and, and doing well and wanting to quit. It's so easy, especially when you're new. Right. It's a self-downing business sale, especially ours, because they're longer term sales and they don't come as often. It's not a SaaS sale. It's not a small ticket sale. He said, the only difference between from me now and when I first started in a business is when I first started, I wanted to quit every day. Now I only want to quit once a month. Okay. And so the point of the story is you want to quit less, but you still want to quit even 30, 40 years later, making multi-million dollars a year because of the self-doubt and the mind games that play to you in this business. It's just natural. So those that are listening, the self-doubt is real, but you can get through it. No doubt. That's it. We'll end it there. All right. Thanks for joining us. See you next week. Same place, same time. Those listening on a podcast, check us out live. Check us out. HeadsUpAdvisor.com. You can download our recent lead magnets, all these items we're putting up for you. Check them out. Resources, guides, everything you need. We'll keep putting them out to you. Thanks for joining us. Talk soon.